0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Rachel Rieger, and I am the Patient Education Manager at the National Foundation for Celiac Awareness. I am pleased to introduce to you our brand-new podcast program. For the next few months, we will be focused on conditions related to celiac disease. For our first-ever podcast, we will be discussing the connection between celiac disease and anemia. I know that this is a topic many of you are interested in. I am pleased to have Dr. Peter Green joining me for this discussion. Dr. Green, would you like to say a few words about yourself?
1: I'm Peter Green. I'm the director of the Celiac Center at Columbia University. We're one of the few centers in the country that have this very great academic interest in celiac disease. We're very interested in looking after patients and see both adults and children with celiac disease.
0: Thanks, Dr. Green. It's a pleasure to have you here. So to start out, for audience members who may not be familiar with anemia, can you briefly describe the condition?
1: Yes, anemia is defined as less than normal amount of red blood cells present in the circulation. It's assessed by the measurement of hemoglobin value. The normal ranges are different for men and women. Women have a slightly lower normal hemoglobin than men. However, it ranges between 12 and 14, typically.
0: I think our audience would be really interested to know, what are some of the major causes of anemia?
1: Probably the major cause worldwide is iron deficiency anemia. So that's when an individual doesn't have enough iron, which is essential for the manufacture of hemoglobin. And one can have low iron from chronic bleeding, rarely lack of iron in the diet, or malabsorption of iron. And we measure the iron stores in the body by the measurement of ferritin. It's somewhat of a bit of a misconception when people have an iron value measured in their blood because the iron will fluctuate through a day depending upon the amount of iron that you ingest. So we use the ferritin value to assess iron stores, giving the definition of whether one is iron deficient. And we use the hemoglobin value to determine whether one is anemic. Because anemia can result from multiple deficiencies, deficiencies of other vitamins, or from a chronic disease and inflammation. They're the major causes.
0: So, as we know, celiac disease has been found to be connected to anemia. Can you speak a little bit about that connection?
1: Anemia is fairly common in celiac disease. First of all, when we look at all the patients that have been seen in the celiac center at Columbia University, about a little bit less than uh, 10% of patients actually presented with anemia. Therefore, the anemia was the triggering factor that led to the diagnosis of celiac disease. Overall, when we see patients, about 20 percent of people with celiac disease are anemic, and the most common cause of anemia is iron deficiency due to malabsorption of iron. The reason that it's common is that celiac disease affects the upper part of the small intestine and that's where iron is absorbed. And that compares with vitamin B12 deficiency, which is not that common in celiac disease because that gets absorbed in the most distal or the lowest part of the small intestine. Another form of anemia that we see is an anemia of chronic disease. We know that when an individual has inflammation that all the inflammatory markers are circulating in the blood. These are called cytokines. They're the little molecules that are released from the intestine and these cytokines actually interfere with the formation of hemoglobin in the bone marrow. So not everyone with celiac disease has anemia due to iron deficiency, though certainly the bulk do. Some are anemic because of the chronic inflammatory process that is seen in celiac disease.
0: Are there any current recommendations for screening or testing patients who have anemia for celiac disease? In
1: the gastroenterology literature, there are guidelines that suggest that anyone with iron deficiency anemia should be tested for celiac disease, but it's a little bit ironic that there aren't guidelines for other groups of physicians I mentioned that in the United States and in England or the United Kingdom, there are these guidelines that say anyone with iron deficiency, anemia, any, either gender, any age, should have the blood test for celiac disease. But it's, it's not widely recognized amongst hematologists. We did a study in which we invited hematologists to answer a quiz on testing how frequently would a hematologist test for iron deficiency anemia? Because hematologists see anemic patients. And in our questionnaire we contacted the members of the American Hematological Association and we got a fair number of respondents. And, you know, we didn't kind of let into the secret that it was coming from a celiac center because we asked how would people evaluate these individuals of either gender, any age, in their evaluation of iron deficiency anemia. And in not more than 20 percent of times would a hematologist consider testing for celiac disease, which I think is a very bad reflection on the education of hematologists. It was interesting that in this study, the bulk of the respondents were, in fact, university-based hematologists that are the teachers. And this is gets back to the old question of why is celiac disease so underdiagnosed in this country? It's underdiagnosed because physicians don't know to test for it. And anemia is a classic example of that, unfortunately.
0: Is there anything else about celiac disease and anemia that you'd like to add?
1: So it's very important that if a patient has celiac disease and has anemia that they get tested for blood in their stool. You know, it's part of a physical exam, doing a rectal exam, testing stool for blood because some of the complications of celiac disease, malignancies of the small intestine such as lymphoma or cancer and the sign of that may be anemia due to blood loss. We've seen this. We've seen individuals who presented with anemia in the setting of celiac disease. They got the diagnosis of celiac disease. They got iron therapy, but they didn't respond to the iron therapy. And what they had was a lesion, a cancer, a tumor in the small intestine that it was chronically bleeding. And it wasn't until we identified that, had that treated surgically, that the anemia was corrected. So just getting a diagnosis of celiac disease might not be the whole answer for any individual. It's almost as if patients have to remind the physicians, am I bleeding? Is my anemia contributed to chronic bleeding? And some physicians might say, well you had a normal colonoscopy and all we found at endoscopy was celiac disease. Well, in fact, we have 22 feet of small intestine that could, in some situations, be harboring a cancer. Now, we wouldn't think about that in a very young person, but certainly, uh, you know, you can be diagnosed with celiac disease age 40, 50, 60, 70 for the first time. And certainly in the older groups, one's got to be very cognitive of the fact that an individual when they present with their celiac disease could actually harbor one of the major complications a malignancy.
0: Is there a greater risk for men or women or is the risk about the same for both genders?
1: For anemia, the risk is the same. You know, when when we in our studies adjusted for, you know, the anemia related to gender, because women have a little bit lower hemoglobins than men, you know, we found iron deficiency to be common in men and as women in the presence of celiac disease. So it doesn't pick any one gender.
0: Well, Dr. Green, you've done such a great job explaining this complicated topic. Thank you for joining me today for our very first podcast program.
1: Thank you very much for involving me, Rachel.
0: For those of you who tuned in, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at podcasts at celiaccentral.org.